Welcome back. Today's talk show intends to provide you and business leaders with a perspective on the evolving situation, implications for the companies, and steps they should be taking now to overcome the COVID-19 pandemic. To discuss this and more, I have with me Anna Yu of Yu Consulting Group and Stephanie Mann, CEO, 1855. Anna is a business consultant and advisor, providing her expertise to early-stage businesses as well as small, medium, and large enterprises experiencing change or growth. Her services include strategic planning, operational excellence, and coaching for high performance. Fortunately enough, we at Bay Street Diary also have her on our advisory board. Stephanie, on the other hand, is the CEO of 1855, a tech-based accelerator, and she's assisting high-potential established tech and innovation companies on their paths to commercialization. Welcome, ladies, Anna, Stephanie. Thanks for being here on Bay Street Diary. Thanks, thanks for, so having much us. for having us. It's a pleasure. Let's get straight to the point, Anna. Do you think the worst is yet to come? Businesses, especially the smaller ones, are still under the shelter and cover of support provided by the government. What happens when the support umbrella is taken off? Well, you know what, certainly um, businesses have been pushed to their limit mm -hmm. and hopefully they've been taking advantage of the government programs, the wage subsidies, um, some of the student subsidies. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the second wave coming. And, you know, my counsel to companies have always been make sure you test your financial model mm -hmm. and do it frequently. And if you haven't done so, create your short term and long term priorities mm -hmm. and um, you know, keep your cash flow in check. Uh, the other piece of advice I would have is also uh, take a look at some of the student programs. Mm -hmm. A lot of the colleges and higher ed um, uh, universities have student programs where they do fund uh, student help. Mm -hmm. And, you know, keep in check your cost structure. And that's really key is, you know, cash conservation will be key as you, you know, enter the next stage, six to 12 months period. Wow, that's a great suggestion. Mm -hmm. If companies can actually take care of their cash position, For they sure. can strive to take care of mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. It will also give them breathing space. Sure, exactly. And you know, don't forget about the government grants and student grants that are available out there. All too often, they kind of get missed, right? Um, it's right. a great time to innovate and take advantage of some of the innovation grants as well. Sure. So Stephanie, talking about the tech industry under the current circumstances, what are the new challenges for entrepreneurs? I think coming through a recovery process with COVID, there have been a few things that have surfaced. Um, echoing what Anna, you said about financial modeling, mm -hmm. making sure there is a really strong reserve flow. Mm -hmm. um, I think finances 101 for personal financing is always to have three months of salary set aside. Yeah. It is no different for a business. Can you survive for another three or four months of being completely shut down? And can you keep your teams? Like, what are you going to need to have in terms of provisions in place in that in the event that that happens? I think, you know, if I were to look at this in terms of an opportunity as opposed to a challenge, there's a lot of inward conversations that need to take place right now. Mm -hmm. So doing an audit of my company, if I'm a tech founder, you know, what value and uh, the value proposition and solutions that I provide to my customers, what is still relevant? You know, what is still going to be important to them when all this is said and done, is it still relevant? And there's that hard-hitting conversation that every founder is going to have to have. What do I need to cut out and focus on the things that are really going to matter going forward? Because some things are going to pale, right? Yeah. And I think that's a, it's a tough position to be in, but it's also going to help you move forward, focusing on the areas that are really going to drive revenue going forward. 
Yeah, exactly. Very well said. In fact, I believe one of the biggest challenge for any entrepreneur today is also achieving a healthy mindset. Especially when the stakes are high, they are already dealing with analysis paralysis and you cannot pour mm -hmm. from an empty cup. So to all the entrepreneurs, I would like to say, stay calm. It is imperative that you carve out time to recharge yourself and bounce back. Coming Great back advice. to Anna. Great advice. <laughs> Coming back to Anna. Anna, talking of the investor sentiments, mm -hmm. do you see any changes or alterations made to their investment principles? Mm -hmm. Are the VCs now looking to invest majorly in few businesses? And if yes, what do you think are those businesses? Um, well, you know what? Certainly there's been a downturn and a slowdown in the VC market. Um, in Q2, it was down over 40%. No surprise because <laughs> of the pan pandemic. Um, what I would say is investors are really um, looking keenly at um, revaluations of the later stage companies mm -hmm. and um, because they're adjusting their cash flows downward, right? Yeah. And then as it relates to entrepreneurs and early startups, they really need to look at their, you know, as Stephanie just said, right, instead of having a, a cash flow a burn of 12 months, they ought to be looking at 18 to 22 months, perhaps, right? Okay. So capital efficiency is going to be um, really important. Um, there was actually, um, you know, some slowdown in the Series B funding over the last several months. So investors are looking at, you know, the later stage companies, whether or not they can have longer sustainability um, and have less reliability on the investor funding. So what that means is more availability in Series A funding with yeah. capital flow and early stage companies. And I think investors are also looking at, um, you know, obviously the normal cash flow metrics, your cash burn, their ability to maintain it as long as possible. And the final thing I would say is with a lot of the emerging and growing markets, like, you know, delivery of digital healthcare, for example, or manufacturing and digital transformation. So they're going to look at, look at companies that are quick to innovate. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to be really important as they're making those decisions as to where to invest. Definitely makes sense. Maybe mm -hmm. it's time for entrepreneurs to reassess viability of their business model to incorporate these important suggestions. For sure, for it will sure. Definitely mm -hmm. help them in times to come. For sure, for sure. So Stephanie, uh, keeping in mind the current scenario, where do you think businesses should go to raise growth capital? That's a tricky one, <laughs> and it comes up quite a fair bit in my conversations with both, you know, tech companies as well as investors. Mm -hmm. um, it's no secret that investor portfolios have diminished because the proceeds that they use to reinvest are diversified in all kinds of different sectors outside of technology. Yeah. But it's also something that I've observed. Um, investors are very, very keen to continue to invest mm -hmm. in the growth sector specifically. Mm -hmm. If it's a company that has a sustainable plan, if they have been able to pivot and recover quickly, or if they've sourced new avenues to forge their business through, despite COVID, so they're pandemic proof. Um, so there are those investors out there that are still looking to um, to take an interest in a company that's a startup or whatever. Mm -hmm. What I would say though to an entrepreneur is to hold off on doing any heavy funding right now and utilize the current revenue to pad the growth path going forward for a little bit. Um, I think that's the better way to go. Frugal is, is really, what's going to save the day, in my opinion, going forward for the next little while until the climate settles. 
Um, and I also think it's an opportunity to really deep dive into your business activities and say, what can I do to generate revenue? And what am I exceptional at? And what can I do to dominate the category that I'm in mm -hmm. to drive growth and value proposition so that I can get that internal consumption with my existing clients and retain them and in, uh, ramp up my conversion, right? Yeah. So those those activities are going to generate more revenue, which will pad the future growth, right? But I think we're thinking short term. We're no longer looking at a five-year plan yep. to, you know, in, in 24 months, I'm going to hit the financing path and do this, this, and this. It's not like that anymore. Right. I think we have to kind of think a little bit closer to where mm -hmm. we're, we're sitting and, and prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Absolutely. Some wise thoughts flowing in here. <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> and I'm a penny pincher. <laughs> that always helps, right? <laughs> Anna, you are the mind for numerous businesses, mm -hmm. be it product-based or service-oriented. Mm -hmm. What do you think is the most common mistake most business owners make or are mm -hmm. making in the current crisis? Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, interesting. I actually just uh, hosted a workshop this week on proactive leadership during a crisis. So very fitting question. Um, you know, it's the concept of proactiveness versus being reactive and balancing the short term and long term to your point, Stephanie. And, um, you know, my advice to businesses is, you know, you have to plan your short term and your long term goals. And, you know, as you said, you know, the, the financial element of it is no longer looking at your um, resources and your cash flow over a quarter or over a semi-annual period or annual, you have to constantly test your model, test your assumptions exactly. against the actual results. And I'm talking, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, and that's really, really important to make sure that you've got a constant eye on, you know, your cash flow. And that's, that's absolutely key. Um, the other piece of advice I would have is, you know, don't let go of your long-term plans. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you may not be doing mm -hmm. a three-year or five-year projection, but you have to be looking at beyond COVID. Yeah. So what does beyond COVID look like with a new type of customer, new delivery, innovation, thinking about your brand and thinking about your customers and what are new customer problems that you're going to be thinking about? Um, all too often businesses are just thinking about survival mode and, you know, they've survived the last five months and now we're getting ready for the next wave. Yeah. Um, you got to look beyond that. And so don't put you know, don't put the brakes on your long-term growth plans. It's a different eye on it and it, through a different lens. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right here, Anna. Mm -hmm. And my only suggestion to our viewers is use this as a wake-up call and learn from this situation. Please do not return to status quo even when things get normal. So Stephanie, let us imagine one morning you wake up as Honorable Nadi Bates, Minister mm -hmm. of Innovation, science, and industry. Big post, big responsibility. <laughs> what immediate change would you implement that would benefit smaller businesses? I think making the funding a little bit more agnostic, okay. so that it includes so that it includes software as a service um, companies. There's a lot of focus on niche areas of innovation. So mm -hmm. you know, 5G is a big emerging interest by the government. Um, autonomous vehicles, all of these things that are so important. Of course, there's been a big push on all the things that are gonna be out there to support mm -hmm. COVID relief. But I think looking at those other areas, if you're in the growth sector and you've got a technology that you're using, you know, advanced AI, machine learning, and CX experience, you know, technologies, those are innovations that are equally as impressive and um, revenue generating to boost the economy mm -hmm. than all those other ones are as well. They're yeah. equally as important. 
And I find when we're lasering in on a particular part of the sector, we're forgetting the, the bulk of the tech industry, which is the SaaS industry, that has incredible trailblazing technology as well. Sure. So I think kind of making the, param the parameters a little bit more general in that if you're doing innovation that's going to really you know, impress and improve the economy, then that should be a consideration as well. Um, the other area that I would think of is the word startups is very broad. Yeah. There's, you know, seed companies and there's advanced companies who are, you know, still have been around for a while, but they're under a million or hovering at a million. They're still considered a startup in some ways. But um, I think looking at a company that's quick to scale and being able to have them eligible for funding because they can collapse a lot of time and do significant good for the economy in that way. So there's a couple things there. Um, and also, too, really a strong emphasis on programs that, like 1855, we're doing things that really drive and accelerate the growth of companies, opening the door for, for program funding that will be able to land companies out in the city centers that are doing wonderful things so that they can continue as a thriving, sustainable operation. Uh, all I have to say is, booyah. <laughs> we have a new contender for this post now. This is going to get you a, all the business a, votes. Yes, exactly. Where is he? <laughs> So finally, some words of wisdom. Yes. What advice do you have for both young entrepreneurs and businesses as a whole? Um, you know what? Um, I call it the SAP model. S-A-P-P, -P, right? Um, it's a little bit of what I just talked about, but um, first of all, strategy and branding, really, really important. I talk about not letting go of your long-term plans, your marketing plans, but think about um, the new world, how customers are going to be coming to you, how are you going to reach your customers, how do you want to be viewed in the community and in the environment in terms of supporting your customers throughout you know, a pandemic or a crisis such as what we just had. So that's really important, you know, it's the branding element. Um, the A is about, you know, really accelerating your IT and your digital strategy. And no longer can companies can just be bricks and mortars. They have to find innovative ways to reach the customers, but also making sure that, you know, we've been through a period where um, companies have really scrambled to support the remote workforce, for example. Yeah. So you gotta make sure that your infrastructure is sustainable, security, you know, supporting your people, supporting your, your new business model, whatever that looks like. Um, you know, the P is about protecting your cash and your capital. Yeah. So I'm gonna emphasize that again, <laughs> really important to um, focus on your cash conservation, test your financial model, do it frequently. Um, always assume the worst case you know, scenario. I talk to a lot of businesses that assume such great optimism and that's wonderful, but you have to always plan for the worst. Um, and then the final P is the people, you know, that's really the most important element. As a leader of a business or as a business owner, you really have to lead your people. You gotta make sure that um, you take care of your people. You've got effective communication. You've got the right people in the right seats, clear accountability um, so that everyone's driving to those same short-term, medium-term and long-term goals at the end of the day. Some 100%. golden words, Anna and <laughs> Stephanie. And this reminds me of a famous saying from Isaac Newton. If I have seen further than others, it's by standing upon the shoulders of giants. Mm. Great, great quote. Bay Street Diary is a platform for entrepreneurs, small and medium-sized businesses 
to learn from the experiences and life lessons of moguls of the industry and think further ahead. Thank you, Anna, Stephanie, for being on our show and sharing your honest thoughts with our audience. Thank you My so pleasure. much for having Thank us. You. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Bay Street Diary is helping entrepreneurs and businesses achieve their dreams. If you need professional or expert advice to fulfill your business targets, do not hesitate to write to me at neetu at baystreetdiary.com. I'll see you very soon with another great show. Till then, stay tuned, follow Bay Street Diary, subscribe to our YouTube channel, listen to our podcast, and stay safe, guys. Mm -hmm.